Welcome to today's Ainsley News Podcast for June the 29th, 2022. For audio-only listeners, please refer to the link below for relevant diagrams and charts. Earnings flag, more pain to come. Another shocker on Wall Street last night with heavy falls across the board. The only thing positive was the USD and some commodities, and gold was pretty much flat but up in AUD terms. So what happened this time? The route was triggered mainly by US consumer sentiment missing market expectations of 100 and printing a 16-month low of 98.7, down from 103.2 last month. The survey also paints a grim picture looking forward with the survey starting. Expectations have now fallen well below a reading of 80, suggesting weaker growth in the second half of 2022 as well as growing risk of recession by year end. The key concern, of course, was again inflation. The problem remains that the combination of high inflation and a weak economy stagflation is not a good one. Businesses already struggling with margin squeeze, unable to pass on their rising input or wholesale costs, will continue to see earnings pressures, which continues to put pressure on their share price now that the market is actually seemingly accessing price earning valuations like a normal market does. The author of that chart, REA's Lance Roberts, rightly points out, Notably, while forward P-E ratios have declined, much of that is due to the decline in the P and not the E. Therefore, if an earnings recession is coming, as the data suggests, then the current bear market cycle still has more work to do. The realignment of market prices and valuations is always a brutal process. While many believed the Fed had eliminated bear markets and economic recessions, the business cycle can only be delayed but never repealed. End quote. Goldman Sachs issued the following warning yesterday as well. Quote, If our model proves to be correct, we may see large cuts to earnings ahead. Assuming no change in expected revenues, margin compression alone could reduce the median stock's expected 2023 EPS growth from plus 10% to 0%. End quote. Last week, Nicholas Colas of Datatrack Research discussed the implications from an index pricing perspective for the S&P 500. The index was 3667 compared to 3821 now after the relief rally last week. Quote, pulling this discussion into the present day, all we know for sure is that equity markets don't believe S&P 500 earnings will grow over the near term from their recent run rate of $54 a share or $216 per year. With the index's close of 367 today, we are trading at 17 times current earnings. That's a fair multiple spot on the 10-year average. This implies the market believes incremental revenues and margins, or operating leverage, net to 0% growth over the next year. The history of earnings during recessions can give us a sense of where US large caps might bottom. Here are three scenarios, each using the 18 times multiple, not the 17 times long-run average. For trough earnings, since markets will assume strong incremental earnings leverage off the bottom for the reasons described earlier. Scenario 1. Modest earnings decline, 15%, $184 a share, down from $216 a share currently. S&P, 3312, down 13%. Scenario 2. Earnings go back to 2000 to 2019 levels. $162 a share, minus 25%. S&P, 2916, down 24%. Scenario 3. Typical recessionary earnings decline, 
28%, average of 1990 in 2000 to 2002, $155 per share. S&P, 2.790, down 27%. They are big further falls for a market already down over 30%. Nick Hubble yesterday talked to the Everything Bubble, created by unprecedented central bank stimulus that saw everything go up, and for shares fundamentals like price earnings go out the window. He concludes as follows, quote, But what goes up on a wave of central bank stimulus must come down regardless of inflation and a bear market. As the economist Ludwig von Mises explained, it's only a matter of time and severity. Ludwig's quote, There is no means of avoiding the final collapse of a boom brought about by credit expansion. The alternative is only whether the crisis should come sooner, as the result of voluntary abandonment of further credit expansion, or later, as a final and total catastrophe of the currency system involved. End Mises' quote. Japan is currently testing the theory. In simple English, central bankers must pump up the market to such highs that they must all fall now that central bank stimulus is being withdrawn. Previously, such price action, the boom and the bust, applied to isolated sectors of the market like property in 2006, tech stocks in 99, Asian stocks in 1996, and so on. But this time, we're in the everything bubble. The central bankers had pumped up everything. And so everything must come down together, whatever the economic and financial conditions might be. Another explanation is that the combination of recession and inflation is a rare one which is bad for all asset classes. Remember, inflation and recession are supposed to be mutually exclusive. Economists simply presumed this to be the case until the 1970s. Investments which rely on a hot economy are falling because of a recession, and investments which rely on low inflation are falling as prices surge. The thing is, both measures are yet to get a lot worse. The Bank of England's latest forecast is for inflation to top 11%, and a recession is only just emerging as a consensus forecast. The market route may be only the beginning. End Hubble quote. Whilst gold may be boring lately as it dances either side of 1850 USD, it stands alone as an asset that has held strong, and historically the setup is for it to continue to do so and indeed rise on such a reset. Thanks for watching and listening. Please like, share and subscribe and head over to ainsleybullion.com.au.